Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Yeah, Chris, we come here, do this twice a week. And after every game, you say, well, it can't get lower than that. And, you know, the Giants prove us wrong seemingly every week, at least on offense. But, I mean, Chris, what you saw yesterday, like, what else can we say at this point? It's such an embarrassment. That was the worst passing game, not, not only in my experience watching the Giants, but experience watching the NFL. Um, it was the lo- <laughs> I mean, it was the lowest in history. Know, right? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, this is this, – that was – it was the lowest in history, Giants history. And that's, mm. that includes when the ball wasn't even shaped like a football. Like it was, uh, it was like a basketball that you threw down the field to a teammate in hopes that a cornerback or safety wouldn't hit it out. And it was, it was like this, that was the worst I've ever seen. And real quick yesterday, I mean, I went to 12 o'clock mass and I just want to share this with you, which tells you how excited I was about the one o'clock game going to a 12 o'clock mass, meaning I'm pretty much going to get home right at kickoff and I'm sitting in church. And besides praying, you know, your mind wanders and I'm like, well, I really hope the giants run the ball. Let's just get the hell out of there. Chris, they almost ran the ball every play. <laughs> they, they, they threw it 11 times, and out of those 11, they turned it over four. So, I don't know, man. That What else can you say at this point, dude? It's it's comical. It's sad. It's everything. Yeah. And the judge was talking about the game plan was to run the ball, and then you come out, and you come out empty, and you throw the ball in the first play. That's why I don't believe it. You know, and then I guess, you know, never down 29, 26 points, whatever, at a, 19 3, whatever it was at the time, and it's just running a ball, running a ball, running a ball. Well, okay, you know, and then you're down in the second half, you're getting blown out, and you're running a ball, running a ball, running a ball. You want to just throw the towel, you know? Yeah. That's, that's not what the score dictates now, to run the ball every down. So I didn't quite, you know, get. Look, I understand the game plan was to run the ball. Okay, then when you're getting smoked, it looks like you're just afraid to throw it now. You know, yeah, which and is, yeah. And Jerry, this is a professional football team, well, yeah. so called, supposed, supposed to be, team. right? So, uh, so then I, I don't even have answers, dude. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's the same stuff week after week. I mean, Glennon, look, Glennon has put some things on his resume over the years, but he comes here to the Giants and he's not even a high school quarterback. No, I mean, you know, when they signed him, you know, they 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 looked at it as an upgrade and. He definitely had the better arm. McCoy's arm looked like it was shot last year and all that. And and I got the move at the time. But, he, I mean, he's just been at a high school level now, man. Not even. Yeah. And now you look at it and go, okay, well, exactly what were you guys, you know. you know. And, look, he's been so bad that nobody expected him to be this bad. No. And if anybody goes, <coughs> excuse me, if anybody says, oh, you know, well, Glennon's been like this his whole career. Guys, you haven't watched football. Yeah. Okay, he hasn't been this bad. All right, so stop. Uh, you know he's he's gotten worse and worse. He's he's not even a ba- at his at this point in his career. He's not even a backup quarterback. He's like no. 
He's not. He shouldn't even be in the league right now. You're right. That's how bad he's playing. That's right. All right, but you know, in fairness to Judge and Gettleman, you know, he does have a. He did have a lot of NFL starts at the time. Not very good record and all that. But he he look. He didn't look like this his whole career. There's no way they would even think about signing a guy who looks like this. Okay, so they they looked at it as an upgrade. They were dead wrong in that evaluation. McCoy probably could have helped him a little bit more. Then, then what Glennon? Because Glennon is just bottomed out. I mean, he, he, he's just beyond bad. It's like, it's disbelief right now. So it is disbelief. And nobody look. If that's what he showed on his nine-year career, whatever he's been in the league, and this is, the, you know, nobody would have signed him. So you know, I, you know, look, I know there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks out there as far as, oh my God, Glennon's been like this his whole career. No, he hasn't. He, but he's been really bad this year, really bad, and it's a bad look for Judge and, Je- and Gettleman. That they felt they sh- they could have upgraded it, and they upgraded it with this guy, and it's turned out to blow up right in their face. Because, I mean, he's just been like Jake Fromm level uh, that we saw in the first half for Fromm, you know. Uh, and it seems like Jerry, it seems like everything this organization touches, right, just turns to crap. It could be a backup quarterback, it could be a guy, an aging veteran, it could be a, everything. I mean, you know, you see guys go to other teams and they actually play better mm. than they play here, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, even the best four years ago, whatever it was, you know, they signed Glenn into a three-year, $45 million contract. I mean, what were they thinking? I don't know. But the point I'm making is that, you know, he had stuff on his resume and he had stuff on film that say, okay, you know, we're going to put this guy, we'll sign this guy to this money. I mean, I would never sign that money. But so I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of anger out there. A lot of everybody, everybody likes to say, well, yeah, look at this. You know, you know, this guy was supposed to have a better arm. Please, he, he, this guy's just bottomed out. He, he doesn't belong in the league, but it is what it is. I mean, Daniel's not coming back. Uh, uh, you're going to see, I guess, Glennon and maybe, uh, I don't know, Jerry. But okay, it's at this point. The season's over. They're not just going to keep laboring the point that they're horrible. We all know they're horrible. It's a bad look for everybody. But if you want to get into some, you know, a few things, um, I'm not going to sit here and keep pounding Gettleman. He's done. He's gone. We all know that. We all know what he's done. He didn't do the job. So that's just going to sit here and just keep, you know, make this an anti and bash. There's no point. It's not like he's staying or they're thinking about keeping him where you're like, oh, do you create? But I got to be honest with you, dude. Joe Judge's presser mm. yesterday, when he went on that 11-minute rant about yeah. culture, and I'm going to say this. Before I get into it more, Jerry, I just gotta say one thing. This culture where dude, like Roger Goodell should make put out a memo, do not use the word culture again in NFL circles. Yeah. This culture word is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Yeah. And I've talked to very good former NFL players, and they laugh at this culture stuff. You know what culture is, Jerry? You want to turn the culture around, you win. Football games, bro. Yep. Yeah. This culture, I mean, I'm getting culture shock from when Pat Shermer used to use it. And now Joe Judge loves it. Yeah. Gettleman shipped guys out, traded them, cut them, moved on from them because of the culture in the locker room and all that, right? So, Jerry, could we? I don't want to hear this damn word again, dude. I put it on Twitter last night. Can we stop with this culture? You know what? You know what turns locker room. You know what turns organizations around? Winning. 
So when you win, that culture becomes very good. So Judge, again, making a point of the locker room, playing hard, guys that don't have golf clubs, you know, in their locker, which I did see back, by the way. He's a, you know, look, what Judge did yesterday, I guess we'll talk about this, Jerry, because who the hell wants to talk well, about that? Well, that's the bigger, I think, Chris, to your, in your defense, I think that's the bigger story. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, what Judge, I, I wouldn't have done. Uh, to me, I think Judge means well most of the time, but he just talks too much, dude. He just talks way too much. He'll he'll be on the Zoom with us later. And somebody will ask him a question. Uh, I'm not even going to bother anymore. I'm just waiting for the season to end. But, and he'll go on a 10-minute thing about this and that, this and that. Dude. You're, you're supposedly from the Saban Belichick tree. And I'm not saying to act like them because that's the best part, that he didn't come in and try to act like Saban and Belichick, right? But you you do have to pick up some things, right? And <laughs> one of them should have been like, dude, let's not go on a half-hour rant to the media, okay? Like, Saban and Belichick will never do. Chris, what's shocking about it is he gives no answers on some things. And then he does that where you're like, Joe, st- stick to the game plan. If you're going to go down, go down, stick them at the same game plan. Don't don't let out all the dirty laundry or, or this go on this tirade about culture and golf clubs and people packing it in and people still call you. Yeah. Dude, where'd that come from? It, it was just so out of character, in my opinion. It was just so weird, dude. Yeah. And I'm watching it like, what is he talking about? Like, right. all people want to know is wins or losses, dude. This isn't an abbreviation where the Giants have been very successful this decade, but, you know, the last two years have been a little off, so we got to get this back on track. This has been like this for 10 years. Yeah. Folks, I get it. No, I mean, Joe, nobody wants to hear about golf clubs and vacation. And by the way, by the way, you know, he did a few – he said a few things yesterday. If I was the PR guy, I mean, he's his own man, so whatever he wants to say, he's going to say. Okay, Jerry? And Pat Hanlon, who's been doing this forever, could only guide him, I guess, in certain things. Right. Like, Joe, be prepared. What he does, Hanlon, is, Joe, listen, they're going to go here. You know, be prepared for this, be prepared for this, be prepared for that. Right? Hmm. You can't tell him. Even as a PR guy, as experienced as Pat Hanlon is, you can't tell him, Joe, you got to say this, or you better say this. Or, no, that's not the way it works, right? The yeah. coach is going to say what he wants to say. Hmm. But my advice would be, <laughs> Joe, just... Be careful, because, you know, the more you talk, the more you can dig yourself a hole. So what do, what do I mean by that? Well, he comes out yesterday, and you can see he's getting more fired up as he's speaking. And I guess he's mad at the media. I guess he probably feels the media is going after him. Um, and he's going to show, you know, that, you know, I'm going to, you know, whatever, answer back, fight back, whatever it might be, right? Right? So... When you start talking about we're not a clown organization, we don't have guys fighting on the sidelines. Well, Mm. Jerry, I'm going to ask you. I wasn't sitting next to you when you heard this, Jerry. So I'm going to ask you right now. When he said that in the presser about, look, we don't have guys fist fighting on the sidelines. We're not a clown organization. What did you think? First thing you heard that. Washington. I'm sorry. Washington football team. I almost said it. it. Washington football team. Yes. A team they're playing Sunday. Yes. Um, not that it means anything, but so I, now, now, honestly, Jerry, I don't think Joe Judge was taking a shot at Ron Rivera in Washington. I don't. He's too nice. He's too classy, classy for that. He's not going to do that. 
But do you understand what I'm saying when I say, dude, the more you talk, yes. the more you give you chance, you give yourself a chance of getting in trouble. Right. Like in life, you know, you could, it could be anything. It could be like, hey, Jerry Foley, so what do you think of uh, Pink Floyd? Well, you know, I really love Pink Floyd, Chris, but they're not, you know, David Gilmore's not as good as uh, Jimmy Henry. And the more you talk, the more people are like, what are you, shut up. You know, like, all right, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yes. So he's going on yesterday and he's throwing Pat Shermer under the bus. Did he mean to do that? No. But he's talking about what he got here and players told him there's guys on vacation who checked out, who tapped out. It was not a team. So right away, you're taking a shot at Shermer, right? Yep. Even though you really don't mean to take a shot at Shermer, but you are. And I was in that locker room, and a lot of stuff Judge was saying was correct. Don't get me wrong. He was correct. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Golden Tate having his golf clubs by his lock. I, I I know what they're talking about, okay? But the point is, like, why are you mentioning that? Why are you even saying that, Joe? You know, and then you go on and you're saying about nobody's tapped out here. We're all fighting. Well, you know what, Joe? So is the rest of the league, dude. You're not getting no trophy for this. Now, it's a credit to him that guys haven't tapped out and the locker room is not turning on each other. That's always a credit to the head coach, Jerry. Mm-hmm. No matter how you feel about him. Because it does happen in locker rooms. It's happened with the Giants. It has happened. It happened with McAdoo, and it basically happened with Sherman his last year, okay? So after the second year of this disastrous season, the second year, it's a credit to Joe that nobody's doing that. But, okay, so you just say, like, hey, guys, these guys are still fighting hard. We're together. Nobody's finger-pointing. We're going to try to finish this strong. He's going on about vacations, golf clubs, we don't fist fight on the sidelines, which right after the Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne incident, you know he's talking about that. Right. Right? Yep. So why are you going there, right, Jerry? Like, why are you going? Why are you? Like, and, then he, and, then he, and then the players calling him that left that want to come back. Like, What oh, is that Jerry, about? Please stop talking. I, Chris, the only thing I could think of is he's so – he must be so boiling with what's going on on the offensive side of the ball because he's got to see what we all see, that it's just – it is the worst offensive – football any of us have ever witnessed in our life mm-hmm. regardless of team yeah. that he's got to come out with something to make i don't know if it's a plea to the fans to ownership i don't know but he he had to come out with he has to come out with something to make people tr- to try and make people feel better but he he failed miserably because now chris it's 99.9% can't stand this guy and after that it's just it's terrible. It's a. It was a dumb thing for him to do. I think. I mean, it was. Just, it's embarrassing. Uh, I, I just thought. Look, uh, I, I just thought it was like, why are we going there? It, it, to me, it's like an insecure type move. Yeah. Like you're very insecure. Yeah. Like you got to try to convince the media. I'm not backing down. You got to convince the fan base. This is really going good. Joe, you're not convincing anybody, dude. Right. Because Jerry, we talk about the wilderness years 2.0 a lot, right? Me and yep. you have talked about it. And, yep. I, and I've talked about some of my experiences in the 70s you know, because I have, I was unfortunate enough to live through that, right? Yeah. And i got to be honest with you, dude. You know, I, I've made jokes to you before about, you know, he's just sitting in the section. He's just sitting in the stands. Like, oh, Dave Jennings was our best weapon, right? Yeah. Jerry, i got to be honest with you. This offense that we're witnessing, and I don't want to hear backup quarterbacks shuffling offensive linemen nonsense. A lot of the league is going through that, dude, okay? But I'm looking at this offense, and I'm saying to myself, 
holy crap, I think I had a better feeling when, when Joe Pasarczyk was on the center or Craig Morton back in the day that we could at least get 10 points. Jerry, I look at this offense. Yesterday, after the first turnover, Montgomery went for a touchdown. I said, the game is over. First play, the game was over, Chris. The game yes. was over. Like, over. you sat there and said, wow, they have no chance of scoring seven points. In it. Zero. Right. That's embarrassing, man. Yeah. Yeah, my, my worst that- experience was Dave Brown, and I felt better with that offense than this one. Uh, Jerry, I felt way better. At least he had Fossil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Right. I mean, I right. felt I felt way better with or that Reed, offense. Or the late Reeves, yeah. yeah. And you could, you could, th- or Dan, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, Jerry, you could think about some past teams. Yeah. We don't go back to the 60s, me and you. Right. Um, and I could think of some, as a matter of fact, though, we do know some people that do go back to the 60s, and they, and they, they text or tweet us, hey, this is worse than this, and, and this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the one yesterday was, this is worse than 1966, which right. used well, to be. Yes, yeah, said, I think it was Bob, right? Bob, the yeah, senator, producer stories. says, hey, guys, this is actually worse than 66. And that's what for I was those born. of you who don't know, 66 supposedly was the benchmark in futility for giant yeah. teams. That was the worst. So. I don't know if that's a coincidence. That's the year I was born, but um, just to let you know. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. you look at it, Jerry, and you say, man. We have no chance of getting six points in. Zero, you know? Zero. Zero. Uh, so that's, look, it, it is what it is here, but that's where we're at. Um, the Bears look like they were having a good time, and the Bears are not going to the playoffs. They were a five-win team entering that game. Chris, um, yeah, if you never watched football before and turned that game on, all yeah, you heard yeah, yeah, all you heard yeah. were the announcers saying, well, yeah, Maggie's probably seeing his last game as head coach, and you're thinking, if you never watched a game before, you're going, Wow, the, the other coach is gone, huh? Well, okay, that's interesting. Like, I mean, this, you would have thought the Bears, what you saw, were a playoff team. I mean, they, it was, it was, like you said, it was embarrassing. And it was literally over after the first play of the game. I mean, he just said, yeah. we got three more hours of this. You're right, Jerry. I mean, if you, if you never watched football before and you watched that football before and you watched that game yesterday, you'd be like, oh, this, this Bears team must be a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> My God. Right? Looked incredible. And then, and then when he announces the saying, yeah, well, Nagy's under question about coming back, you, you'd be like, what? Right. Why is Nagy, why is this coach under question? This guy should be, uh, he should be winning coach of the year, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's how bad it is, you know? I mean. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of, look, this is what we do, Jerry. We got to cover it. Um, You know, uh, people, a lot of people tweet us, guys, I don't. I don't envy you two guys, right? I mean, you actually got to cover this crap, you know. Um, yeah. And it's true, we do. What are you gonna do? But it's really rough, dude. Because it was it I was mean, like writing an obituary, writing the post game stuff just, yesterday. It's and just, I, you know, every week, Jeff, you say, "I don't know if we could get lower," yeah. and then when you co- then you come on a podcast Monday and you're like, "Yeah, no, we got lower." <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Well, last week you were tweeting, you know, this at the Eagles. I don't think we could get lower. We did against the Eagles. Well. And you are the following Monday saying, well, Chris, I didn't think we could get lower against the Eagles, but we did against the Bears. And I don't know. Is one game left? Is it possible? Minus, could it go minus 20 net yards next week? I don't, I don't know. You, you know, when, when you take into everything, when you take into the fact that a lot of Giant fans will not be going and, so, and even I think there's just going to be complete ambivalence next week. Yeah, I mean, this next week could totally be lower. It could be minus eight, minus 18 yards. I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. minus 10. Dude, I I mean I didn't th- I couldn't believe the final step. But at, at halftime, he threw two passes 
and what it was one completion one interception and he fumbled twice it was like i never saw a stat like that in my life and then it's by the end of the game his quarterback rating was five five point three it's i mean I, if you don't laugh dude you're gonna cry like what else can you yeah you gotta laugh do? yeah i mean what are you gonna do everybody's angry right so not now it's at the point you just laugh yeah, uh, you know, and I, I put a tweet out yesterday. Like I've been making fun of the Giants' offense last week, saying this is a high school offense. You know, yeah. well, and then I put out yesterday. I said, no, no, check that. It's not a high school offense. This is like an actual pee wee eight to twelve year old uh, year old league offense. Yeah, we don't want to insult the high, the good high schools in New Jersey by yeah, saying this is a high I'm school sure, offense. Right, I'm sure, like you know, some of these powerhouses in Jersey, like the Bergen County, you know. Rock, uh, who's the other one, Jerry? Ramapo? What's the? Um... It was Bergen Catholic. There's Don Bosco. There's St. Peter's Prep. Don Bosco. Don Bosco. That's what I was thinking yeah. about. Bob, who's turned out a lot of NFL plays. Yeah. Don Bosco. Um, I'm sure they could have moved the ball a little better against the Bears yesterday against the Giants. I, I'm definitely. I'm convinced of that. I'm, I. I don't even think it's a question. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, so what are you gonna do? I mean, it, it, this is what it is. You know, until the, and there's one game left in the season. Let's get it over with. Chris, before we before we finish this, let me just read this, guys. Uh, guys, the Blindsided Podcast, the Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. The former host, uh, I'm sorry, the hosts are former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Diane McIntosh. This show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them, and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. The guests this season include Kevin Love and Kurt Warner. Plan your work and work your plan. For many athletes, sayings such as this could be considered scripture, permanent signposts lining the, the long road to success in sports. For some reason, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of control, a sense of safety, so long as you stick to the plan. That is until life happens, the kind of life that happens while you're making other plans. That's the Blindsided Podcast, folks. Um, well, so I yeah. could say this, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. That couldn't have come as at a more perfect time. I know. Because right now, after this podcast and what the Giants have been doing, that blindsided podcast is going to be flooded Dude, with listeners. I'm stuttering reading it because I keep thinking, wow, what great timing this is. Holy crap. Jerry, I thought you were actually messing with me right there. I really did. I mean, what can you say? So, you know what, though? It's a very important. Yes. Very important thing in life. So make yeah. sure you check out that podcast. Kurt Warner is an absolute class act. They got some yeah. good people there. For you know, for people that are going, you know, me and Jerry, we laugh. You know, the football issues, but obviously, we're, we're, it's tongue in cheek. You know, yeah. we're talking about it in real life and all that. So make sure you check out that podcast. And if you do need some mental health help, <laughs> watching the Giants, uh, it's, <laughs> listen to it too. You know, you can get some answers, maybe. You know, but yeah. but here's the answers, Jerry. The answer is going to be I don't know. You know, we'll find out with the general manager in a couple of weeks what his philosophy is and and we're going to come on thursday probably jerry or friday um and we're going to talk about some you know off-season general manager what might happen and all that you know what i mean yeah. jerry or we'll yeah. get into that uh for this obviously very important hire but just just to finish off jerry i just didn't i wasn't going with that judge rant 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wasn't going with it at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't even feel like it. it I, I, I get, you know, I, I guess you, you, you're telling everybody, including Mara and Tish. And, and I, I know I, Steve Tish, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. No, wait, Bob Tish. No, I always get the Steve Tish. No, it's Steve Tish. Yeah. Yeah, Bob was. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, Steve Tish is going to have a say. Yes. I'm going to get into this. You know what? A little preview for Thursday's podcast. Yeah, right, please Jerry? do. Give us, give people something to look forward to, well, Chris. You know, and I know you always hear Mara, 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 Mara wants this, Mara likes this, Mara likes this, Mara. Well, because she's like the, you know, he runs the football day to day operations. Yeah. But Steve Tisch is going to have a say in this. Don't think that Mara's going to hire, you know, Joe Schmo or Johnny Mamaluke <laughs> as a GM, and Steve Tisch is not going to have a say in it. He does. I mean, Steve Tisch is the reason why Chris Mara never became a general manager. Back in the day, you know, yeah. Tish was the one that said, "No, we can't have. Come on, he's part owner. He owns a little stake in the team. We're not going to have a Mara as a general manager. How the hell are we going to fire this guy?" And, yeah. and people came to their senses, and Chris never got the job back in. I think it was oh seven, oh six, whatever. Back then, when uh, when Reese was hired, you mean when, when Reese, Reese was, was hired? Excuse wow. me, after Acquazi. Oh, oh yeah. interesting, interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, you know, because. The idea was for Chris to be general manager, and Steve Tisch says, no, we're, we're not doing that. The guy owns a part stake in the team. Yeah. You can't have a guy that owns 3%. Whatever the hell he owns, Chris, be a general manager. And on top of that, he, he's your brother. How are we going to fire him if we have to you know, move on? You know, So that was squashed. You know. Uh, anyway, but Steve, you know, Steve's not around here all the time. He pops in and out very rarely. I've seen, I've seen him maybe a, a handful of times all these years, Jerry. You know? yeah. He usually flies in for like something to hire a coach. Yeah, you know, as you see, Jerry, uh, and now maybe this general manager, although it's going to be a Zoom thing anyway, even when the general manager gets hired, uh, you know, even when Mara has his final year year end uh, end of the year presser, it's, everything's going to be Zoom now. But so when they talk about you know Johnny Mamaluke as a new general manager, you know Steve Tisch is going to have a say. So that's going to be you know another thing to look for, like you know if. If John Mara wanted to go in one direction, you know, Steve Tisch is going to be like, well, John, why are we going in that direction? I do own, what, 50% of the team, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's not just some dope Tisch is going to sit there and go, okay, John, yeah, I'm in California. I'm, I'm by the pool. Yeah, do what you want. John, you after, the, after the last 10 years, John, I trust you. Go yeah. for it, buddy. <laughs> right. What Steve Tisch should do is do me a favor. Stay out of this. I'm going to totally control this. I'm going to get a few people to run this. You know what I mean? But anyway. <laughs> right, right. So that's another thing that you have, and I'm going to get into a little bit, you know, uh, as far as the new general manager search. And what I'm going to get into is, you know, some of the things I'm hearing, um, and some of the I, things, you know, they might uh, they might lean towards hmm. candidate-wise and all that. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't heard a name yet. Nobody's whispered in my ear about, yeah, you know, listen, you know, John is really looking at this guy. Not yet, you know, uh, but one thing we do know for sure is that we all know Dave is going to be history, you know, um, and then the search. And, and I'm sure, Jerry, they are looking at some names now 
I mean, even the Giants should know better than that. Oh, Wallace, we're moving on. So we got to start looking. What names? No, let's start looking at some names and all that, right? Yeah. And we'll see where that goes. But, you know, Tish is going to have a say, Jerry. Yeah. It's not, you know, Tish is just not going to sit there and go, okay, hi, whoever you want. No, that's, that's not, you know. Um, so what happens is, you know, John's going to say, well, you know, we're looking at this guy and Tish, well, why are you looking at this guy? Well, we're looking at him because he did this, this, and that, or he did that, blah, 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 blah. And Tish, okay, you know, or, or, or no, or you know what, this hasn't worked, or whatever it might be. So yeah. it's a complicated process, Jerry. It's not easy. Yeah. You know, this is a big move for the Giants, but they got two high draft picks, mm. you know, as we all know. And I don't want to hear anything about trading down and getting more capital and all that crap. Um, they need players, right, Jerry? And, yeah, and they're still and they're still at five and eight after yesterday. And they could have been very man. They were so close to being four. Oh, I know. By one of those other teams, I guess they didn't put the golf clubs either in the locker room. The Jets—they're oh, fighting to the end. They right? did fight. They did. Um, oh. So, but that's where we're at. There, we'll get into that more Thursday, uh, the next podcast. Um, but as far I, I just didn't get Joe. <clears throat> I wish Joe would realize that the more he rambles on. Um, okay, we get the point. We all know you're building the culture, whatever that means. Guys aren't pointing fingers. Uh, okay, that's great. We're happy about that. The locker room's still together. Nobody booked the trip to Bermuda yet, I guess, even though half the guys I'm sure did, even though, right. you know, I don't know where he's going with that one. Yeah. Um, so. That's it. Washington. <laughs> two, real quick. Yeah. Two, two more things, and I'm not going to be long. One of them, look, you know that this time of year is when I start really watching college football. And then I go back and I look at a bunch of clips and things about players that are mentioned at the top 10. Can I just say one thing? I don't care if it's with the fifth or eighth pick, Chris. I don't right. care. Can we please take Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa? No. I don't care if it's five. I mean, force it. This is the Quentin Nelson for me. This is the, well, you can't take a center at five. Uh, yeah, you can. When he runs like a freight train. And I know it's just one play, but I've watched more than that. Oh, he's not at all year, Jerry. He's not at all year, dude. I know. But he's the, not at all year. Freight train, 30 yards down the field. What, a 4-7-40? Blasting people? That's, that's such an easy pick. Whether you want to do it five or eight Giants, please make that one of them. The other thing. I just want to bring up um, Dan Reeves. Jerry, uh, if Neil if Neil is there at five two though. Oh god, no. Neil? Then yes. So I think Linda Brown would I think Linda Brown won't go past eight. I I, I, th- I should say I don't you, think I don't know not. if another team would draft it. I think a team would be a little scared if they have one pick to draft a center in the first round and in, in the top ten. That's my belief. So I think you could get him at eight, but if Neil drops to five, then Okay, I get it. But please, Giants, figure out a way to make Linderbaum one of your picks. That's all I ask. That's it. I don't expect Neil to drop to five. If he does, okay. But anyway, draft's going to be fun, Chris. Um, Dan Reeves. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan Reeves is a classy guy. Yeah. Um, he brought a lot of stability in 93. If you guys don't remember and weren't fans under Ray Hanley, you think this was bad. Well, picture a complete crap show with a very talented team still Yes. with a guy who argued with the media. Look at the, I mean, Russ Salzberg has played it, right? His clip yeah. where he went back at Russ and I mean, he just embarrassed himself, Hanley. And this, he was an embarrassment, right? Right. right. Um, so Reeves comes in and really brings class back, brings winning back. They're 11 and five. And Reeves is the kind of coach that's designed to coach a veteran team. I think right? he's, he was perfect for that sure. spot. Unfortunately, 
he and Young didn't get along. Dave Brown didn't work out. I think Reeves got a little too comfortable bringing in too many ex-Broncos, and it, it ended badly. But then he went on to coach the Falcons and be very good with them, go to Super Bowl with them. Mm-hmm. So, look, Dan Reeves, uh, you know, God bless you. Uh, it, it was – unfortunately, we remember the, the snowball game and things like that is the last thing that happened under Reeves. But he did bring a lot of class and a lot of respectability back to the Meadowlands. Overall, you got to give the guy credit. He was very conservative, but a great coach. And look, he, he won. He won, I think he won as a player, and he won as an assistant coach with the Cowboys. So, yep. guy was a winner. Rest in peace, Dan Reeves, and, and thanks for thanks for bringing some class back to the Meadowlands, man. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Jerry, because he was a class act. Everybody that I talked to that's been that was in contact with Coach Reeves, uh, not a, never has anybody said a bad word about him, dude. Yeah, never. It's amazing. Yeah, and like you said, Jerry, that was a total mess. He came in the ninth inning. He went to the playoffs. I think he was coach of the year, if I remember right, back in '93. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Phil Sims always raves about him. Um, and, and look, uh, he went to the Super Bowl a few times with the Broncos, once against the Giants. Yeah. You know, didn't work out for him. Um, and then he goes with the Falcons and loses his old team, the Broncos. You know, so, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but Dan Reeves was a hell of a football player with the Cowboys, uh, learned under Tom Landry. And became a hell of a coach, Jerry, and uh, a yeah. class guy, dude. Uh, sad, sad to hear. And I'm telling you right now, Giant fans, if Mike Sherrard stays healthy in '93, I think the Giants beat the Cowboys in that last game of the season. And I was at that game. Mm. Sat at the top of the stadium. Back then, college kid paid $100 per ticket, which was insane. I think they were like $40 or $40. Sat up there, froze my ass off, and it was a great game. They unfortunately they lost, but I think Mike Sherrard plays that whole season. The Giants have a very good chance of, of winning the, you know, having the best record in the conference, yeah. and who knows what happened. So, anyway. Yeah, I think they pro- they probably would have won that game, Jerry. Yeah. The Emmett yep. Smith game. You know, they probably yeah, yeah. would have won that damn Emmett Smith game. You know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have that, that that other weapon, man. It hurt. Yep. It hurt a lot, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, rest in peace, Coach Reeves, man. Wow. Madden and Reeves, Jerry. Two right? class acts in a right? week. Right? Unreal. It's amazing. So, yeah. uh, as far as Joe Judge finished. I guess start finishing up, Jerry, whatever you want to do. Um, I, I, look, they want to uh, – look, Jerry, the, the new general managers, we'll see what happens when he comes in here. We're going to see what he, you know, who, who Mara and Tish hire and then see what his philosophy – and, Jerry, just talk about quickly the draft before we leave. We have time, right, Jerry? Yeah. Um, I did hear this mm. the other day okay. that a lot of people in that building, although some of them are going to be gone. Um, but Kenny Pickett seems to be a guy, a name on the rise in a mm. lot of the NFL circles. Now I talked about this about Pickett. I happen to like him, Jerry. How do you feel about him? You like him? Have you strong seen strong arm? I mean, I uh, look. I I like him a lot more than I like Daniel Jones at Duke. Okay. So there so you go. The point being is that when this general manager gets here, mm. he didn't draft Daniel Jones. Right. Yep. Whoever gets here. Unless it's Kevin Abrams, and like I said, I'm 99.9% sure it's not going to be Kevin Abrams. Now, I'm going to get into Kevin Abrams a little bit, too, because, Jerry, he's getting a bad knock on a lot of things. I'm going to get into it Thursday, okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get into a lot, bud. A lot Thursday. Can't wait. Um, but, you know, a new guy comes in here, Jerry, and... He might say, hey, three years ago, I had this kid fourth-rated quarterback coming out, guys. You don't want to get that? Yeah, yeah I, totally. I didn't have him rated high, so. Absolutely. We got two high picks here, and guess what? I really love this picket kid. 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying, Jerry? Yep. So we don't know what's going to happen with Daniel. Yes, there's always reports, and yes, Mara and Judge do like Daniel a lot. That's a fact. I know that for a fact. Judge, it isn't, it isn't fluff. It isn't camouflage. It isn't bullshit. They do. Mm. Judge likes Daniel a lot. They feel the kid hasn't been given everything he needs, and they like to see him back and forth the year and all that. Mm. Right? Yes. But th- that does not mean the guy that comes in here, right. it's not his draft pick, bro. Just like Judge is not his coach. Yep. Which is why Judge is not, you know, on hundred percent solid ground here. We don't know what's gonna happen. Yep. Especially the way this season's ending, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was always so, the doomsday scenario, right? Or what we used right? to call it. somebody comes in and says, I don't want any of this. So it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. Um, the guy that comes in here, or yeah. girl, I expect it to be a guy, but you never know. Right. I'm sure maybe a couple of females. There's a couple of hot names out there. Oh, I don't mean to sound like that. No, I mean, <laughs> you said it. I go, oh, he's going to back that one. I'll back uh, off that know, one. You know what I mean by hot names, folks, before somebody goes, what do you mean? She's hot? Uh, you know, you know. Big right. Names that are getting a lot of interest. There's a couple of them, believe it or not. All right. right. Does that sound better? I know people are going to be like, right away, take that as I can. It's so funny when we talk yeah. here. It's like, Washington, Brett. Hot, wait, wait, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm, like I'm endorsing Cindy Crawford to be the next general manager. Yeah? So, um, um, so whoever comes in here, hey, they might not have liked Daniel Jones at all when they evaluated right. him three years ago, dude. Right. And they're going to be like, well, John, you know, I'm going to look at this quarterback class and there might be a kid I like. Argument's sake, you know, this kid from Pittsburgh, I love this kid. Yeah. You know, we could get this kid and a top-notch offensive lineman like your boy Lindemann there, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah. like that. Or, you know, probably Neil won't be on the board at that, right? But right. We, could, we could get a top-notch offensive lineman. And I really love this picket kid. And, you know, that's where we're going to go, John uh, and Steve. You, you yeah. know, Jerry? Yeah, they, they may come in and say, I'm in full-blown love with picket. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> dude. Right. right. Or, they have, or they really like him. And then picket knocks it out of the park in the combine, the pro day, and yeah. everything. And they look at him and go, whoa, this is my guy. He's 6'5", whatever the hell he is, 200-something pounds. He has a pretty good Right? Yep. Because, you know, the more I watch him, Jerry, the more I I look at him and go, whoa, this kid's intriguing, you know? He really is intriguing. Yes, he is. don't get me wrong. Next guy come in. No, no, I really like Daniel, you know? Right. Yeah, you know, we're going to get him some help, and hopefully injuries don't happen and, you know, COVID. and We're going to get some offensive linemen in here. And we're going to do our thing with him and, uh, and the guy. So we'll see, dude. I, I don't listen. I don't have a definite answer. You know, I, I'm sorry. I wish I did for everybody. I don't. Yeah. We'll know more in the middle of January or whenever they hire the general manager. You know. So. How long do you expect that to take? Just curious. If you could have the ballpark it. Let's see, Jerry. It ends the ninth, tenth. Get him to be officially gone. Um, what do you say, Jerry? By uh, by w- within ten days. You would think, right? Because then. Then the decision has to be made. Are they keeping? Then the decision's got to be made by that GM if it really is a decision for them. Are we keeping Judge? And then you got to move quickly to hire a coach. So it's it's a lot of moving parts, as they say. But I would think ten days. I don't know. I I would think so, right? It shouldn't take longer than that. You're going to get a lot of people in that first three, four, five days, right? Whatever you know. Yeah. Um. And you'll see. Look, you're going to see how what Mara and Tisha thinking, bro, by the first few candidates that come in here, Jerry. And we're going to go over this Thursday. Yeah. Well, Thursday is going to be fun. We're going to go over this Thursday. Yeah. You know, about yeah. this guy, could be that guy, this guy, you know, and this and that, and, yeah. and, 
and we'll see. Jerry, it should be interesting. Nobody's saying anybody's going to be 100% right or what's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think you have a little, you know, faith of, you know, some people will be whispering in my ear uh, about, you know, this is the way they're thinking, this and this and that down the road. <coughs> um, bless yep. you. So, uh, you know, it should be fun, bro. Uh, should be fun. We'll see what, it, you know, and. Chris, we've got nowhere to go but up. There's <laughs> nowhere to go but up. I mean, come on. And then, uh, you know, yesterday, the, the Eagles clinch. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? Black Sunday, right? Like, the Jets lose. They stay there. We got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Eagles are in the playoffs, which is supposed to be a rebuilding year. Oh, thank God I DVR'd the Ranger game, Chris, because other than that, I got nothing. <laughs> it's you know funny. You know what's funny, Jerry? I was like, oh, man, Kenny Gallagher is going to get, like, 10, 12 targets today. Two. He got two. Or one, two or no, one. No, wait a minute. One with no catches, right? Yeah, one. It was one. I was wrong. It's one. I was like, well, I mean, Galladay's out there with Sills and Bachman and Farrell Coop. I'm like, well, he's got to get 10 targets today. It seemed like after that first target and the interception where Glennon shouldn't have thrown, he was covered pretty good. It was like, oh, like Freddie Kitchens got scared. I was like, oh, oh that's it. Just want to blow me down. It's just, <laughs> okay. Whatever. Dude, at this point, so. uh, I, I look. It is what it's all a disaster. But at this point, yeah, Freddie Kitchens makes Jason Garrett look like Paul Brown. Dude, uh, unbelievable! I mean, my God! Unbelievable! Yep. Um, anyway, right. Joe Judge, <laughs> if he's back next year, Jerry, yeah. um, he has to make a lot of changes. One of them, he's got to get himself a heck of a quarter. A, a really either a fresh young mind from another team, or you know, Jerry, whatever it might be, dude. Um, he's got to get himself a solid offensive coordinator, dude. Solid yeah. man, yeah. You know, um, none of this crap, you know, uh, you know, Freddie's kitchens. No, dude, he's got to get himself enough. No friends, no more friends, Joe, you know, because uh, it's really been a disaster, bro. I, I have no idea, you know. I mean, it's like if you got a job with the Giants, you're not bringing me in to be offensive coordinator because we did a podcast together, right? Like, it's just yeah. not part of the game plan. So, yeah. well, you know, I mean, you'll find something maybe, but yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be running the offense. Right. Let's just say it hasn't worked out here with Kitchens either. They haven't shown any progress at all. Matter of fact, they've been worse. They have worse. They've yes. been worse, you know, yep. they've been worse than when Garrett was here. Yeah. yeah. Well, looking forward well, to Thursday, dude. Folks, it's almost over. I know everybody's <laughs> waiting for the season to end and see what happens and try to get some hope. And I, you know what, Jerry? Man, I see a lot of tweets out there about, hey, if Judge is back, I'm done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If they hire uh, uh, you know, this guy, that guy, uh, I'm not watching anymore. Now, look. Now, look. We all know. <laughs> we all know that that's just anger speaking right now, yeah. for the most part. We all know that given four or five months off <laughs> yeah. Yeah. after the draft and the OTAs and people start getting back into it and they're going to be, you know, tuning in. But I get it, Jerry. Well, you swore him off after the Miracle of the Meadowlands, right? And then the next week you were there. Oh, we swore him off, dude. Yeah. Next week I was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jerry, the first game of the next season. Okay. That everybody swore. No, that's it. F them. We're not going open opening day. We'll show yeah. them. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was against the Cardinals and oh, Otis Innocent, I remember, right? We were there, you know? Yeah. Nice. Um, um, but anyway, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying people bullshit. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's just a lot of anger, dude. Yeah, I agree. And, and people are going to be looked to get re-energized. And how right. that's going to happen, Jerry, is going to be the new GM. GM. Now. Yes. 
if the new GM is some mamaluke nobody ever heard of, or if he decides to stay in house with Abrams, mm. the energy is going to go down the, the shit ball. Yeah, we know that. But when they bring in a guy, you know, that people look at, okay, I I, I like that. I'll even give you a judge if the guy says no. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna run with judge, you know. And then you see the draft, and people like, and then people are re energized. So, like, folks, I get it. People are pissed. They don't want to watch this crap anymore. And I totally 100% agree, <laughs> you know. But people will be re energized in the spring, in the summer. You know that, Jerry. So, um, especially with, with the hirings coming up. And and look, you know, even Steve Tisch might jump in and go, why are we keeping Judge? You know, why? Yeah. You know, you know. So. That's, you know, I think I wanted to bring that up, Jerry, because nobody really talks about the Steve Tisch factor. Right, right. That, like, almost a, they almost treat it like a silent partner. Right, like a lot of people think like, you know, Steve yeah. Tisch has zero say. And, and, and I'm, I'm talking about big hirings. So I'm not talking about, you know, a linebacker coach. Or, you know, I'm talking about big things like that's coming up, you know. Well, supposedly what Bob Tisch, his father, wanted Parcells back in 97 and, and was lobbying for that. Read the book yeah. on that. And then there was an issue where they already asked Fossil. But yeah, no these these decisions. And, like and you said, how could you, how could you not if you're Steve Tisch saying, yeah. "Hey John, I'd like to have a say here after the last ten years of this." And, and Jerry, Mara and Tish get along. Yeah, they get along. So if anybody yeah. thinks they don't get along, no, this isn't like Mara and Tim, like Wellington yeah. and Tim. Yeah, they get along, Jerry. So they talk. Yeah, it's not like, you know, John telling Steve, "Hey, listen, you're just a Top Gun producer. I'm the football guy. Relax here." Yeah. You know, you don't know. It's not like sit down, that. Sit down, Maverick. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. You know, you know, this isn't like you know, uh, you know, like uh, dancing. Uh, what's that movie with Swayze there? Uh, oh, Dirty Dancing. Dancing where he says, oh, I, uh, nobody puts baby in the corner." You know, you know, it's not. It's not. You know, nobody puts Tisha in the corner. Tisha says that to Mara, whatever. No, it's. <laughs> you like that, Jerry? <laughs> Love it. That's, so, that's probably gonna be the highlight I put on Twitter this week. And Dirty Dancing, you know, uh, yeah. for you Dirty Dancing fans, you know what the hell I'm saying, right? I mean, right. you know, it's, so it's not like you know, Tish walks in and says, "And hey, nobody puts Tish in the corner, John." You know, no, that's not these. These two get along. These yeah. two get along, and they talk a lot and and all that stuff. So I just wanted to get that Tish thing in there because everything you read about social media, talk shows, are. Nobody even mentions the Tish factor about, right. well, is Steve going to have a say in this, you know? Right. So, anyway, dude, uh, that's where we're at. You know? Nice job. Yeah. And, good uh, good Thursday, job by you, man. Thursday, we'll talk about little general managers. and Yeah. Uh, we'll break down this real important Washington game Sunday. <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek, folks. Tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I, think, I think people are excited for... The Thursday what? podcast already. What? Oh, Thursday I was, podcast. I think you were going Sunday. I was like, why? For a while. Is there another free medium soda coming out? What, what are you oh, talking about? Yeah, no, there's not much. I could probably, I, I could probably leave my house, and I'm like an hour away from Giant Stadium, everybody. I could probably leave my house 1130, mm. get there 20 after 12, eat, and still make the kickoff. That's how nobody's going to be in the stadium Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be 20%, if that, if that. Good job, buddy. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. And for a digital subscription, go to magster.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, hang in there, man. Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.